Welcome back to the Fantasy Footy Brains podcast. We've got another team list Tuesday. I'm joined by Charlie, Daniel, and Mooney. How are we, guys? Good, mate. Thank you. Very good. That's good. Now, a big milestone during the week, just before we get started. A thousand streams. How are we feeling? Woo! Start there, yeah. Yeah. Surely we're taking over the, the, the social media and the podcasting world. Oh, 100%. Yeah, 100%. Just, hopefully, just... oh, sorry, I was going to say, we've hopefully moved into the top 100, um, what, fantasy podcasts? We're in some real niche okay. categories, my friend. Yeah. There is some very, <laughs> we, are, we are killing it in some very specific markets. If you manipulate it, we look good. <laughs> Love that. That's all I'm saying. Um, building off that momentum, let's get straight into it. Uh, we've got a, a lot to get through here. Uh, let's start with... Um, Panthers and Knights on Thursday night. Panthers are one to seventeen as they were last week, but Edwards, uh, Dylan Edwards, and Appy Corusau named on the extended bench. So whether or not they play, it'll be ahead of schedule. But there is some mail that they may or may not play. Um, for the Knights, Heimel Hunt uh, hamstring injury. He is out. Comes in. Uh, Stafford Toa comes in for him. Uh, Mooney, why don't you kick us off? Talk us through. What are you? What are you thinking? Oh yeah, geez. Um, I think it's going to be a cracking game. Just um, just quietly, I do probably expect Appy and Dylan Edwards to probably both come into this team. Um, especially with the news that Momorovsky's officially missing three weeks. Um, I think that they'll probably try and push Dylan Edwards to come and start at fullback this week if he's right, and Stephen Crichton will move back to centre. So, no, they'll probably back be straight back into the swing of things. Um, this team they've got, you know. They've got heaps to come back as well. What Appy then? Um, what Tyron May can even go into centres as well if um, if um, Dylan Edwards isn't right. But no, I expect um, much the same from the Panthers. Big scores from you know your Nathan Clearys, your Brian Tottos. Who you know, Nathan? Who? Who's that? Who's that? Who's that? Sorry, uh, never, never heard of him. Okay never heard of yeah. him. Yeah, all right, young junior. All right, might be all right. Let's Overrated. Wait for him to come down in price and get him uh, some. <laughs> some <laughs> Um, yeah, look, not much to add on to the Panthers team. I think they're going to be as good as ever. Um, you know, probably probably going to be a a big game, I'd say, for them. Probably high scoring, I reckon, all round. Um, the Knights have looked pretty good over the last few weeks. So, do you reckon kick our bounces back? Oh boy, I hope not. But um, <laughs> depends on who's running. If he's running Tyson Frizzell, geez, imagine running at that that bloke um, with that python. Um, yeah, I was going to say, you feel two thuds when you hit him. One from the crotch region <laughs> and the rest of his body comes after. God damn. <laughs> boy, oh boy. Um, yeah, look, that's probably my my thoughts on this um, Penrith team. Daniel, what are, what are your thoughts on the Knights? Uh, yeah, look, it's not. there's not too much to talk about, really, from either of these two squads. Good to see Watson start for the first time at lock last week. Hopefully he gets to start again without um, Suasasu coming in for him. Um, Barnett's really kind of dropped off the radar in terms of fantasy scores, not hitting those 60s to 70s like he was um, for the first couple of weeks, which is uh, interesting. He's probably looking like a, a sell long term, um, especially with Ponga back and taking over the kicking as well. He's just kind of lost a lot of points there, which is unfortunate. Um, yeah, look, I mean, the the mainstays are there. Tyson Frizzell had a huge game last week, and he's um, always been a pretty solid and consistent fantasy scorer. And it seems like at the Knights, he's getting um, some bigger scores than he used to at the Dragons. So, um, yeah, it looks like an actual honest gun to have in your team. And if you've already got him, that's good. But, I mean, he's very expensive now. He's probably out, outpriced for a lot of people. 
Um, and if you've got that kind of cash, you're probably looking for um, some cheaper options that maybe will hit the same mark. Um, thinking of like your Pongers, your Moses, those kind of players, um, whether they're, they're not in the edge slot, but um, they're still going to be hitting those kinds of scores. But um, yeah, Ponga, if you picked him up in the first game that he played uh, what, two weeks ago, you're cheering. If you're looking at him now thinking, how the hell do you get him into your squad? Um, yeah, come join us because we're thinking the exact same thing. Speak <laughs> <laughs> yourself. Got him in this week. Got him in this week. Oh, you fit him? Jeez, I've yeah. got, uh, I do not have enough My cash. team's in shambles, mate. My team's in shambles. <laughs> <laughs> I've, got, I've got no foundation. I've only got Ferraris. I've got, I've got absolutely no. I've got like three Ferraris and the rest are all lemons. Seriously. <laughs> <laughs> so, but don't, don't worry about me, boys. <laughs> don't worry about me. Yeah, like, Brody Jones had a huge game last week. Um, I'm quite surprised that they didn't try to try to fit him in somewhere. Played quite well at centre. Um, I'm pretty sure that's where he played. Came in when uh, Hunt got injured. So yeah, did bits. Um, did bits. Surprising that he didn't keep his spot. He was um, in every attacking play for the Knights and had a hand in basically every try. So very surprised that he's still on the bench. But hopefully that means he gets a bit more game time. But uh, just good the- for them. The thing is, is that he was going up against a makeshift center himself. So I think, I think when you when yeah. you've got when you don't have an out and out center, because he's meant to be a back rower. So I think if you don't have an out and out center there, the the Panthers Panthers might just carve you up a bit. Fair enough. I mean, look at um, near Corey at Parramatta. He's doing the exact same thing. Just a just a tough running edge. Oh, he's even a middle really. Um, and you just chuck him at centers. He's strong defensively and just yeah, can run real up. versatile. You can kind of do whatever you need. Yeah, I guess that's kind of what Brady Jones is. But yeah. Yeah, I mean, 100%. That's fine. Make shift with, for last week, but looked good. With Brody Jones not going into, um, sorry, actually slotting into a back row rotation, do you think that takes some more minutes off Connor Watson, or do you think he does, you know, Suaso Sue and Connor Watson does stick with their own rotation and Saifidi King and Brody Jones, you know, mixed with, you know, Saifidi Clemmer and maybe another, you know, Frizzella Barnett lose some minutes? Where, where does Brody Jones actually yeah. slot into this team? That's the hard one. I feel like he's going to be like playing maybe 10, 15 minutes. You know how like kind of um, like Will Smith just kind of comes on in the middle for para and just hangs around the middle of the park. I feel like that's what Brody Jones is going to do. Uh, whether that's for Safidi, Clemmer or one of the other two bench forwards, like Jacob Safidi can actually play a lot of minutes in the middle. Um, Josh King mm. less so, but then again, you look at Clemmer and Daniel Safidi, they can e- easily play 60 to 70 minutes. So it doesn't look great for Connor Watson, but it hasn't really hindered him um, in the last couple of weeks with Brody Jones there. So I hope it doesn't hinder him um, going forward. But I would say that's the most likely position that he goes into if he does. It'll be interesting because the first time Brody Jones got, well, the first time Brody Jones actually got minutes, he got 33 against the Titans. That was when Connor Watson was playing six. And then he got minutes again having to play center. So. I'm not. Yeah, I'm, I don't know. It's going to be interesting to see exactly what happens with that rotation. It's going to be. It's going to be weird now that everyone's going to be in their rightful spots. Has uh, Frizzell and Barnett? Let me just get a quick check on that. They, yeah, they've both played 80 in every game except for Frizzell against the Titans, and he played 70. So maybe he takes a bit of minutes from an edge. Yeah. Um, but less likely, I think Frizzell and Barnett should be playing 80 each game. Really. I would have thought so. Um, guys, everyone's favorite segment's back. <laughs> Everyone's for Charlie. Charlie, hit yeah. us with your hot take. Hit us with your hot take for this game. Okay. Yeah. I'm happy to. So I personally believe that Kurosawa probably isn't going to play the 80 minutes um, because of how consistent Mitch Kenny's been. So I don't know if he's going to be able to meet his break even. So I don't know if it's worth keeping him in your team. 
maybe for a little bit, see how it goes, but I don't think he's going to be playing the full 80 minutes. He's probably going to take the bench spot for like Tara May because he can play a heap of different roles within the middle. So something to maybe think about in the future. Yeah, surprising that Coruscant's in 2% of teams still. I, I don't, would yeah. have thought he was just an absolute sell when he'd got injured. Auto-picked and, you know, people aren't checking their teams yeah. or something like yeah, that. It's got to be set and forgets. Got to be set and forgets. Possibly, but that's still like, what, 20,000 teams, 15,000 teams or something like that, 2%? That's maths that's I can't do. That is maths I cannot do. I'm pretty sure that's maths <laughs> that's not right either. Yeah, no, it doesn't sound right. I, mean, I think I meant to <laughs> say 3,000, sorry, 3,000 yeah. teams. That's more accurate. Yeah, trying to do maths. Oh, yeah, um, here still, that's a lot of... it's not maths. <laughs> <laughs> it's tough. It's tough that's still a lot of teams. I, I, yeah. Yeah, even when he does come back, I think you're right. He's Mitch Kennedy's been very good for the last couple exactly. of weeks. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, probably does take a bench spot. Yeah, it'd be interesting. Um, look, let's move on to uh, Gold Coast and Rabbits. Now, obviously, we're still waiting. As at time of recording, we're still waiting on Latrell Mitchell's verdict. He's obviously fighting his charge, but is facing four weeks, I think. Correct me if I'm wrong. Um, so at this stage, Alex Johnston will be playing fullback for the Rabbits. Um, so... Uh, which means Jackson Paulo uh, comes in on the wing and then Josh Mansour uh, out with a hamstring. Gagai moves from the centres to the wing. Stephen Masters comes into the side. Uh, Jacob Host drops out of the side. Kaloma Tungy comes into the second row. Um, everyone's heart's broken this week. Tino. Tino suspended. He was getting consistent hundreds and lived up to all the hype and made so much money. So everyone's heart's <laughs> broken. <laughs> Uh, Milwaukee Fodawaka comes into the starting side. Uh, Sam McIntyre joins the bench. Uh, the Don is Don is good. He is back. Um, Jonas Pearson drops to the reserves. Um, and then Philip Sammy is also amongst the reserves. So it'll be interesting to see who, who eventually starts. But yeah, Don is named. Um, all right, Daniel, talk me through it. What do you reckon? Yeah, so just on that Latrell thing, he's out of the team this week. So I don't think they're fighting for him to... Um get off his charge it's more to downgrade it so that he only gets one week so he's still going to be out this round uh anyway so johnson filling in at fullback there he's shown that he can be really good at fullback johnson and might be a cheeky option in like a draft league um for this week to get a good score or for the next couple of weeks depending on mitchell's um verdict at the tribunal so uh yeah have a look at him in a draft league outside of that uh, Adam Reynolds had a pretty disappointing uh, week last week, and so did Damien Cook as well for the Rabbits. Uh, even though Cook, he got about, what, a 54 or 55, something like that. He, I mean, for the price you paid for him, he's probably should be hitting the 65 to 70 mark, like a lot of other hookers uh, have shown that they can do this year. Cookie, he does have two big 80s, but they're coming in, in between scores of like the 40s and 50s, which is not uh, what you want, especially when you've got like the likes of Braley and Mahoney around that are just doing bits at the moment. Uh, Kolobatangi's back, which is a surprise. I thought Jacob Host's been playing really good and probably deserved to keep that spot, but you know, fair enough. That round one, he showed that he's not always the best <laughs> edge to have, so fair enough for him coming back in. And Cameron Murray had a huge game last week with an 80, which is uh, what we all love to see, so definitely a hold if you have Cam Murray. He can be a bit up and down, but um, should be hopefully hitting around that. Uh, 70 mark long-term, hopefully. Uh, Moon, you want to talk uh, on the Titans? I do. Um, yeah, a few talking points here, actually. Um, a lot of disappointments the last few weeks, so I'm hoping some um, some price drops from a few, from the likes of people like um, 
Tyrant Peachy and Brian Kelly for center stocks. Um, personally, if you're looking at long-term keepers, um, Tyrant Peachy especially is someone that I've been looking at. Um, he was disappointing last week with a 33 or so. Um, probably still made his break even. That's been, I think he had 69 the, the week before. Um, nice. I just want to say, just quietly, Tyrant Peachy is 33. Probably due, to, probably due to your cursing, I'd say, Moon, because there was a lot of get him ins. <laughs> Or a that, lot of so. getting and also thirty three for a center isn't the worst thing. Um, considering if you have someone like um, I'm going to say James Roberts, who's getting fifteen, <laughs> he's getting seven. Please, <laughs> oh, <laughs> single digit scores. Um, Tyrone Peach is looking much better, and that's a disappointing week for him. So um, yeah, he's, he's still looking good. David Fafita is as good as ever, and he's made a ton of money, so he's very expensive. So if you can get him in, he's almost he's definitely a must have. Um, yeah, look, I like Fodder Waker in this team. Um, you know, probably not going to be classic relevant. Oh, he probably could be a bit cheeky point of difference. He's not scoring like he was last year, but um, not a bad option. But he's Fogarty's, on the bench. Free my man. He's playing damage minutes and a good PPM um, from the bench. That's the thing with Fodder Waker. He's kind of a little up and down sometimes, but, you know, it is what it is. Um, otherwise, Jamal Fogarty has... Um, been wildly inconsistent. Um, now we raved about him week one, and then he's had a single-digit score since then, and a huge <laughs> price drop. What? And... I don't recall raving about him. Did you know? Okay, I do, Daniel and I, yeah, Daniel yeah. and I definitely raved about him. He looked so good in round one, where he got a pumped out a sixty odd and had no attacking stats. But last week he had a thirty something, and um, he's looking very shaky. And maybe he deserves his six hundred k price tag. <laughs> Sorry, Jamal, but. What are we yeah. doing with Tino, boys? And lady? Oh, just get rid of him. Yeah, yeah good, good shout. He's good kind shout. of shit. I mean, he's had one good round. Charlie goes, like, whack! <laughs> no, like, I was thinking about this song last week, and I was like, oh, no, he's been suspended. He's had one good round. Stop trying to make Tino a thing. Move on. Like, I think we just have Beauty. to just accept the losses, move on. Beauty. Boys, thoughts? Yeah. That that hurts to hear, but I think you're right. <laughs> we need a hard social reality there. Is that that's not the hot take though, I'm assuming. No, that is that's my hot take. And I that just is a hot take? To get it out there. Oh, yeah. beauty. It's kind of a lukewarm take because everyone's feeling it. Just someone that's, has to say it. Yeah, it's 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 an aggressive yet lukewarm take. <laughs> yeah, I feel like I needed to be told that to be fair. No, fair enough. It's a it's a wake up call. We all needed it. We all we all had him, I'm assuming. Yep. No. I got rid of him. Like yeah, you should have done. He's out of my side this week. Yeah, same. I brought him in after the 80. I got excited. Yeah. <laughs> Traded him back out. He lasted a week. <laughs> <Two weeks. laughs> oh, that's probably one of the bad calls we've had was when he got that 80, just jump on him. Yeah, Tino, Tino was very quickly back on the menu and was just as the quickly menu. off the menu. <laughs> Yucky. Still very handsome, still very good at footy, just killing us fantasy-wise. So Tino, friend of the show, very handsome, great mullet, love you. Just can't have you in my team. Um, anything else we want to touch on in that game? There's um, pretty yeah. pretty pretty similar sort of sides, obviously. Um, yeah, Brimo Brimo's still not doing anything. If you if you've not got him, surely just to sell at this point, guys, right? Yeah, cut your losses. Yeah, yeah, 100%. yeah he's under five hundred k now. He's losing cash fast. Yeah, there was it was pretty hyped up being able to see Brimo versus Turbo and and last week and basically Turbo oh, was the only one that showed up. Turbo looked geez. in third gear and just pumped him. And um, what are you boys doing with uh, and Charlie doing with um, Latrell? One week hold, surely four weeks. What are you doing? Hold, keep him. 
Yeah. Hold, 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 hold. Diamond hands, baby. I'm holding. A lot of money sitting on your bench. A lot of points you're missing out on. Yeah, but I mean, I've still got Pappenhausen and Milford sitting there now as well. So (laughs) that's a lot of money. I miss out on a lot of points every week. So. (laughs) (laughs) I'm used to it by now. Yeah, correct. I think if you, it depends how many trades you have. Like if you can afford to trade him out or not. Like you, if you have around thirty odd trades still, that means you haven't really traded much in the first few rounds. Um, and if you have that amount of trades, sure, you probably could afford if he gets the full four weeks to trade him out and go to someone like a Turbo or upgrade to a Tedesco even. But um, I think long term you could kind of hold him at this point. I think he should be averaging around that uh, that fifty five ish mark to sixty long term. Depends how the bunnies go, but it looks like they're going to be a top four squad. So, um, yeah, looks like a long-term gun to have in the wing of fullbacks. Great shout. I agree. Manny, what are you doing with him? You keeping him or what? Um, yeah, look, I don't have the trades to to worry about trading him out. So he's a hold for me. Um, I was just intrigued to see, you know, because I think if I did have um, a decent amount of trades left, I'd probably trade him out to, you know, someone who's of similar price and then um, bring him back in later if I can. Yeah, um, for sure. I mean, or if I had the cash, I could bring in. So he's almost a oh, he's hundred k more, and you get Tedesco. So yeah, he's not uh, the top echelon of winger fullback. Like yeah, what Tedesco, Pap, and um, Ponga. Ponga, yeah, they're your top three, and then you've probably got your Tommy T and your Latrell after RTS that. RTS probably RTS. as well. I'd have RTS, in that category. Yeah, they're they're all in like the second tier category, like your S tier and your A tier type thing. Um. I'd almost yeah. put Turbo in there if he can stay healthy for a couple of weeks. Oh, yeah, in, in your A tier, just below them, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But, yeah, he got a 67 yeah. first game back. Looks pretty good, but, yeah. Yeah, barely broke his foot on it as well. Gee whiz. Yeah. Um, all right, let's move on. Uh, your boys, Daniel Parra versus the Bronx. Uh, improved Broncos outfit last week, so this might, this might be all right. Um, Dilly Bags is back, um, comes in at 5'8". Uh, Will Smith uh, back onto the bench. King and Hickgraves out of the side in the reserves. Maddo uh, wasn't actually named this week. He's been named the last few weeks and then a later mission. Wasn't named in amongst the reserves this week. So that'll be interesting to see what happens there. Uh, for the Bronx, Herbie Farnworth is back. <sighs> Danny Levi straight into the side, which is going to ruin a bunch of my draft league. So cheers, Danny. Um, uh those are pretty much, yeah, those are pretty much the changes. Um, yeah, yeah, those are, oh, Richie Kenner drops out of the side for Herbie. Um, but, yeah, those are, uh, that's your that's your team. Ricky again back on the bench. But, um, yeah, what are we thinking, guys? Many kick us off. Yeah, um, well, with the Broncos, I still like him looking at Jermaine Osaka. He's still ticking along with his price rises, so he's looking good for those who um, held him and haven't traded him out yet. He's... Um, he will probably make a, a bit of cash more and will be a, you know, straight, you know, swap for, you know, probably almost one of these gun winger fullbacks, maybe 100K, and you probably almost get your, you know, Latrell when he comes back um, over the next four weeks. If you can hold Jermaine, he keeps hitting his break even. Seems to be pumping out, you know, 50s for fun. So it's good to see from him. Herbie Bol- um, helps his team a lot as well. I'm very excited to see how um, how he plays this week. He was looking good before, um, before he what injured, didn't he? Um, yeah, yeah, Herbie's a weapon. Yeah, I'm really excited to see him play. Handsome, um, real handsome too. Very, very yeah. handsome. Um, if anyone's seen Peaky Blinders, he looks like Tommy Shelby off Peaky Blinders. <laughs> I'm telling you. Yeah, you've uh, brought that to my attention before, and I can't not see it now. So that's okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. that's my in-depth Oates, analysis. Corey Oates is the king, so get him in. 
Um, love that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so that excited. Wasn't to have it. Love that. Enough. <laughs> um, Jakey Turpin. Yeah, a lot of Jakey Turpin. A fair few Jakey Turpin owners, actually. He sits on a lot of people's bench and he's been churning out, you know, 55. So I think he's having about that. Um, looking like he's going to be a sell over the next you know few weeks. Don't know where his break evens at, but you know might have one more week. Maybe if he'd not, he probably loses money this week with Danny Levi on the bench taking. Um, it probably takes you know twenty minutes off him. I'd say this week, but could potentially leave, um, take more minutes off him as um, the year goes on. Um, now I think. You know, I was saying this to um, to all of you guys before the um, before the pod tonight. Um, now only three forwards on the bench. Um, does Paddy Carrigan play more minutes now? And um, interested to hear what your thoughts are. I think he gets back to being close to an eighty-minute player. Um, still wait to see how Turpin and Levi play, though. I'm I'm interested to see if they do a similar thing to a lot of other teams, how they have a hooker playing and they have another hooker at lock um, just for a bit more, I guess, variety around the middle and maybe a bit more foot speed. But yeah. I don't see that happening for the Broncos. I think Kevy's going to keep it pretty um, straightforward and pretty simple for them. That's what it looked like on the, on the la- on last weekend for them. They just kept it simple, played this, a simple game plan. Um, tore the Panthers to shreds down the middle. I can't believe the Panthers still got away with that game, but it just shows you their quality, I guess. Which shows um, you they've got Nathan Cleary. Yeah, that's basically <laughs> it. Uh, but yeah, I think he should get close to 80. I uh, don't think it will be. He'll probably get like 65, 70-ish minutes. Get my, a bit my theory is that um, the rotation will be a little funky because Jordan Ricky will come on eventually. TBJ will go to the middle, is my theory. Oh, and yeah. go and go into lock a bit. So that that would be that would be my thoughts on it. I don't know how much the actual minutes will be affected, but uh, yeah, that would be that would be the rotation that I would have thought might happen, especially with um with young Bullymore as well, who can just sort of play anywhere. Um, yeah, so that that might be the that might be a bit of the rotation there. Jordan Ricky comes on an edge, TPJ pushes to the middle. So that that'd be my thoughts. So is TPJ TPJ now are very fantasy relevant, playing you know probably sixty minutes on an edge and maybe twenty at lock. Oh, I'd have to wait to see the actual rotation, but geez, he looked good last week, TPJ. Um, yeah, yep, I agree. I think wait till to see what the rotation in the middle is like. Um, if TPJ keeps getting 80, playing between an edge and a middle might be fantasy relevant, but he looked very good against the Panthers and got a 65 with a try. So I'm not um, sold the on Panthers, him yet. Though, that's pretty good. I, I would take that. Well, the try was pick up, put down, so it was just a standard eight yeah. points. But so it's not he like played, he played 57 minutes in the middle against the Bulldogs, just looking at his stats here, and he got 67. So um, if he stays in the middle for longer, then he's probably a better player. But from an edge, he needs to get more attacking stats, obviously, to hit those high scores, kind of like a David Fafita type. Personally, think you will. To be fair, though, imagine him running at someone like Adam Reynolds or one of your small half options. Like I would oh, shit yeah. myself if I saw him running. <laughs> so Broncos are building. I don't know. He might. He might literally get some ball here. I don't know. It could be interesting. Yeah, it's a low key danger game for Parramatta. I wouldn't say that, but okay. Talk us through. Yeah, I know you wouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dealt, your... with the, dealt with the Raiders pretty good. Um... Nah, Parramatta did you? Did shit last did you? Hang on, I don't remember that game. Hang on. Actually, no, you're right. You know, you're right, Daniel. I, it'd be remiss of me not to not to bring it up. Daniel didn't have his fair chance to talk 
bulk amounts of shit to you. Um, no, I did like I'm you not, made up for me, but that's um, yeah. But yeah. it wasn't wasn't for all our one thousand streams to listen to, to be heard on our one thousand streams. <laughs> right, um, Daniel, give it to me. No, nah, that's okay. Look, um, obviously we hurt your team um, hard enough that you had to change it this, for this round. So yeah, that's good to see. No, 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 no. They changed it out of fear of facing the Cowboys. Yeah. <laughs> they saw. They saw the God. Geez, the cows are going two in a row. Ricky's shaking in his boots. How the oh, hell already, can we deal with Cohen Hess in the front row? I've already Rotten heard Jay's hot take for next game. So, oh, sorry, not next game, the Cowboys game. So just wait for that, uh, Burma. You'll be interested to hear that. Can't wait to get my feelings hurt. <laughs> uh, anyway, so Parramatta, um, boy, did they look good. Papali'i is just a freak. Uh, since he's come into the starting side for Parramatta, he's just looked, he's made that edge look like so so much more of a threat. I think that left edge with Opacic and Opacic and Papali, he just looks very dangerous now, um, especially when you've got so many different options. Opacek is really just a, a passing, mach- uh, passing machine, <laughs> basically a passing player between those, um, the edge and the winger, because what he's got Sivo on one side and Papali on another, so he shouldn't really be running the ball at all. Just pass it left or right and you'll be fine. Um, Mahoney came out with another huge score. Nathan Brown's still been a bit rough, but... Um, I think most of us sold him by now, and I think everyone that we've been talking to through the pod should be selling him. I think we've been kind of um, forcing that on everyone listening to this podcast. So, uh, yeah, if you still have Brownie, get probably get rid of him. He's only averaging around the 50 mark and definitely not worth the price tag. Um, Moses bounced back, which was good to see. I think his break even was around the 65 mark, and he hit a 70. So, um, yeah, his price is going to start going up again. Um, probably going to be averaging the mid 60s long term hopefully um i know we were talking previously about uh moses and fogarty being the two kind of cheap half options that are cut price guns but um fogarty's been a lot more inconsistent compared to moses so i think if you're going to pick one out of the two of them moses is probably the one to go for and he's probably the cheapest half that's going to be averaging around that 65 ish mark to 70 so uh look out for him and i think that's it other than neokore getting the um, center dual position player update. Um, yeah, I'll run through those pods at the, uh, the sorry, the position changes at the end as well. Give give everyone the full list. Yeah, fair. I think that makes Neokore an actual genuine option. Um, he's been averaging what forty five, fifty on a, at center. Uh, it'll just be interesting to see what they do when Wonga Blake comes back in this squad. If if um, Brad Arthur puts Blake straight back in and moves Neokore to the bench, I personally think Neokore should hold that spot. He's been way too good. And so has Papali'i, to be fair. But um, when you've got the calibre of Ryan Madison to come back, who knows what's going to happen there. What's your uh, what's your hot take for this game, Charlie? So, I know that we discussed this last week, but I do think it's time to get rid of Madison. I just I feel like it's time. Papali'i's been playing just so well um, on the edge, and I just don't think if Madison comes back, he's going to be playing the 80 minutes anyway. So, I just think it's time to just call it quits. Get Papali'i. That is a hot one. I'm telling um, you. One hot take at Sammy D. That's directed at you. Boy, uh, <laughs> boy, where are we? Boy, Sam D. But no, I think, yeah, pick up Papali. I think if, like, you've got the money for it, I definitely in the trades, I think it's a good option. And I think it's time to adios to Matheson. Oh, I don't think he's going to play again this week. It's tough like, with, with those head knocks. Yeah, and they're doing yeah. the right thing by keeping him out. And obviously, if it's been this many weeks, who knows? They might be saving him for the back end of the year. So realistically, it could be weeks before we see him. Exactly. And just and he's being named on the reserves every week, but he's, he's just not Three. Play, this, this will be the third week now, I think. Or four. Yeah. Third. yeah. And 
I think if you've got, you know, you need to get extra points and you're kind of struggling. Yeah, it's what, 700k and 60-odd, 50-odd, 60-odd points sitting on your bench. That's tough. Exactly. So I think that's fair enough. No, I played since round two. That's a lot of rounds out for 750k. Gee whiz. So this will be be his fifth week. And we were, like, talking before how, like, we're considering dropping Latrell and he's, like, definitely going to come back. You know, after his suspension, but we don't know when Matheson's going to come back. So, yeah, cheapest. Yeah. yeah, it's a tough one. Fair, uh, fair very, very fair. Um, all right. Plus, uh, yeah, we don't really need to play him at the moment. Papa Lee doing, doing bids. Yeah, bids exactly. on edge. Yeah, bit of a weapon. Um, all right, everyone, bear with me. We're going to get through this next one. Uh, it's the Sharks and the Dogs. Okay. It's not exciting. I know it's not. Um, but there is one exciting bit. SJ's back, Sean Johnson. The handsome man himself is back. Um, he comes into the side um, onto the bench, uh, which would be interesting, I believe. Yeah, yeah, he's on the bench. Yeah. Uh, Wade Graham's still out. Uh, Aiden Tolman also out with a uh, crusher tackle. Um, I think it's just the one week he misses, right, guys? Um, sure. I think yeah, it's, I just wasn't sure if it was one or two. Maybe it was two. If he, um, I think. Oh I, no! He took yeah, he took an early guilty plea. He's out for one match. Took the early guilty right. play. Uh, Tig Wilton goes back to the second row. Jack Williams on the bench. Uh, for the dogs, uh, <laughs> there was an incident over the weekend. Jack Hetherington is gone. He did his best to murder my boy Val, but <laughs> he, he he couldn't keep him down. Val's too strong. His neck, face, and throat region, too damn strong. You can't be killed. <laughs> you tried your best, Jack, but you couldn't kill him. Five games. That's a lot. Yeah. Well, he tried to murder someone. I mean, yeah. <laughs> He's got a really bad um, record as well, Hetherington. It's like his sixth um, suspension in 28 or 29 games or something, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> that's yeah, huge. That's exactly it, yeah. It's a long time of aggression. Vince has spent more games than he's played, to be fair. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that means uh, Dylan Napa, Lukey Thompson are the starting props. So Thompson also obviously played at lock last week. So he's uh, into the front row. Uh, Renault for Tony goes back to the bench. Uh, Chris Smith starts in the second row. Um, Tapini's out with bone bruising. Um, and then we've got who's starting a lock? Corey Waddell's starting a lock this week, which is interesting. Um. Yeah. So those are the those are the team lists. There, Moon. Do you want to talk us through it? Sure, would love to. Um, <laughs> look with the dogs. I don't have heaps to say. Jake Cabrillo has been looking good. He's bounced back nicely with a sixty and a forty-eight. So, um, gee, he's starting to get up there in price. Thank God. He's I think gone up to three thirty-nine ish. Um, from memory. So love to see 380. that. Three eighty. Oh, I lied. Three eighty. There you go. Um. So his price rises will keep ticking along with some decent scores, um, putting some questions in people's minds as to whether you study him or not. Certainly in my mind that I'm uh, not sure yet. <laughs> <laughs> so that's all right. Um, loving the look of Lukey Thompson as well. Um, he's been pumping out some decent scores. What, a 57, I think, of 57 and 56 minutes last week. Um, just looks like an absolute workhorse. Um I think Luke Thompson and Adam Elliott seem to be their very consistent, you know, workhorse, workhorses in this team. Whereas everyone else is looking like a sort of impact. Still a Napa coming on just for you know pure impact. That was all that Jack Hetherington was doing as well. So um, 
you know, I think Luke Thompson, you know, will smash out all the tackles consistently, and I wouldn't be surprised if he averages around the 50-55 mark the whole year. Um, looks like he's going to get decent minutes, um, which I kind of love to see. Otherwise, um, kind of irrelevant fantasy-wise, the rest of them, unfortunately. Yeah, fair. There's not really a ton to talk about um, in that Bulldog squad, but I guess the Sharks has a few more talking points now with Sean Johnson back. Um, good to see him back. I think him coming from the bench for the first uh, round or two means that his price is going to dip quite dramatically, which will be really good. He might be a an almost cut price keeper um, if he gets some really low scores from the bench, say he gets like 15 to 20 minutes for the next couple of weeks. Um, yeah, he could re- lose a lot of price and be a decent pickup in a few weeks' time, so keep an eye on that. Um, it also means that Moylan and Townsend, uh, their run as cash cows looks like it's coming to an end soon. I know Moylan's average, is, uh, average his uh, break-even is up around the 30 mark, so he's getting close to a sell, and with SJ back, he's probably going to come straight into that uh, that role in the halves with Chad Townsend. I don't see Moylan picking up a spot in the starting squad just with how good Will Kennedy's been going. I just don't see him holding a spot, unfortunately. So he looks like a close to a sell in the next couple of weeks. Just keep an eye on team lists. And Chad Townsend, he's not going to get the big 60s, 70s that he's been scoring with uh, Sean Johnson out. So, um, yeah, look to sell him in the coming weeks. I think his break-even is 29 this week. Should pretty comfortably hit that. But, yeah, going to be a bit touch and go for the week, couple of weeks after that. So just keep an eye on them. Uh, Ramian had a pretty good score. He's generally a pretty good center, Jesse Ramian. It just um, he gets all of his points in ta- um, tackle bus generally and tries. So he's very much a, a, a an attacking stats player. So he'll probably go between scores of 25 when he doesn't get any attacking stats up to 70 or 80 when he actually has a good game. So uh, another one to look out for. But other than that, um, not much to look at in this shark squad. <laughs> No, that's very fair. Charlie, have you got a hot take? Have you got a lukewarm take? I mean, look, oh guys, I like with peace and love, I forget that these teams exist. Like I have what I have Avarillo um on my like in my dra- classic terrain team. And like that's it. I just I forget. But very excited that Sean Johnson's back because he is very attractive and I am happy for that to be back. That so, is a hot take. I'm probably going to pick him up just, you know, and why not? Pick him up in class. Yeah, I was going to say, and then also yeah. get, him, get him in your fantasy team. Yeah, yeah why not? <laughs> no, good shout. Great shout, actually. Um, let's get on to the final Saturday game. The blockbuster, the one everyone's been waiting for. The Cowboys. Yes. Yes. Yeah, no, enough. <laughs> You're being ridiculous. You're being silly. You're being just silly now, okay? Cowboys, we're one to seventeen. We didn't lose last week, so we didn't need to swap our side. Uh, so we're we're one to seventeen. Beauty. Lots of you know. That's what I'm saying. You know, lots to work on for the Raiders. Apparently, Josh Hodgson out with a calf injury. I reckon that's code for uh, he's done, and uh, we needed an excuse. So <laughs> that's all I'm saying. I'm seriously. That's all I'm saying. Uh, Tommy Starling comes into the starting side. Uh, Josh probably back to the bench. Uh, Jeepers, this could take a while because there's been that many changes. They're that scared to play the cows. Uh, <laughs> Joseph Tarpany dropped back to the interchange. Um, Ryan reserves. Sutton. Oh, it's the reserves. Oh, my goodness. You're correct. Uh, Ryan James comes in at prop, obviously. Uh, Ryan Sutton back from the front row to lock. Emre Gula. 
um, comes in to start and prop as well. Mooney will be happy. Corey Harawira and Naira uh, onto the bench. Corey Horsburgh also. Um, C.S. Oliola out of the side. Sebastian Chris comes onto the wing for Bailey Simonson. Um, and by some miracle, Curtis Scott keeps his job for the week. Um, Mooney, talk me through it. I'm excited to hear your thoughts. Right. Well, look, I may as well talk about the Raiders. Um, they're going <laughs> to break my heart. Watch them. Um, look, Caleb Aikens, um, look, I didn't actually watch this game, goat. which is probably a good thing, but apparently he looked really good last week, so uh, that's something you'll love to see. Um, the goat. No, the word on chance is that he won't have surgery, so he's only going to miss three to six weeks, I think it is, rather than the... 10 to 12 or whatever it was if he had the surgery on his neck. So, um, yeah, pretty happy to, you know, can't get chance in quick enough, I guess. Um, hopefully, um, you know, this doesn't hurt him long-term, but, you know, we'll wait and see how that goes. Um, yeah, low-key, don't mind, um, you know, Tommy Starling starting at nine and no Josh Hodgson in this team. Um, I think we'll get a lot of run off the back when you could see your middle forward, someone like Ryan Sutton, even Hudson Young as well, quite fit. Um, forwards, uh, Omre Guler as well, probably, um, you know, benefiting from this with the push-up uh, push up the middle and they'll support probably a few line breaks. Wouldn't be surprised to see a lot more attacking stats um, from these forwards. Um, yeah, look, Georgie Williams has been a little disappointing. He was only high 40s with a try last week. So, um, look, it doesn't look like Raiders did a heap in attack anyway. Um, and George Williams has done a whole lot less of the kicking over the last few weeks. So um, that's a little concerning. Um, but hopefully he, they can bounce back um, against the cows. And I mean, on the bench, I can hear your nerves from here. <laughs> <laughs> Josh Papali'i on the bench. Um, yeah, interesting. Um, he was it worked pretty well for the Raiders when we versus Titans. So um, you know, maybe it's just a you know one-off week tactic to see how he goes. Um, as long as he plays around the fifty minutes, um, he should score around the point of minute and score fifty odd. Um, but I would be concerned if he plays less than 50 minutes. Um, and Corey Haberunai is a good introduction. He's been killing it in reserve grade. I think he's got two tries and a try assist last week in a close game against whoever they played. So um, he's probably earned, earned a spot in this team. Um, and priced at 310. Look, I don't know if he fits into this starting squad anywhere. With the way they're going with changes, he plays, you know, anywhere, 1-13. to Um so yeah, one to look out for. He's he'd be what three ten, three hundred ten k, I think. So you know, one to look for if he st- if he gets a starting spot and cements it, then um, yeah, someone I'd be looking to bring in. Um, yeah, that's it for me. Oh, Joe Tarpany, don't know what's going on there. Um, don't think he's injured. I think he's just been hooked. So yeah, um, I think you're correct. Been a little disappointing anyway, playing forty minutes and not even getting his um, not even getting a point per minute. So. He's a big sell for me. Daniel, you get the privilege of talking to the Cowboys. <laughs> yeah, I agree with Moon there regarding Joe Tarpany. Um, the fact that he's been hooked to the reserves and his scores over the last couple of weeks have been pretty poor. He's kind of hemorrhaging cash at the moment, so it looks like a pretty urgent sell if you have him. Um, anyway, to the Cowboys team, looked pretty good last week. Um, Hampton uh, kind of consistently got good scores, which is good. You know, he started with a 30 first round and oh, with the first game he played um, in the halves and then he got up, shot up to a 50 and now a solid mid 40 score. So looks like a very good cash cow and he's only at about the 340. 339 or yeah, there 340. Yeah. yeah. So um, yeah, still worth a buy if you haven't yet, especially with um, 
um, some people's winger fullback depth being tested this week with uh, Pappenhausen and Luttrell out. Uh, it looks like a good, um, cheapy option to bring in. Uh, outside of that, Val Holmes still killing it at fullback, scoring quite consistently in the 40s, 50s mark. So uh, as long as he's there, also looks like a good option at winger fullback. I don't think a lot of people have jumped on him, but he looks like he's uh, tracking quite well. As long as the Cowboys keep scoring points, he looks like he's going to be um, ticking along nicely with about that 50-point average, which is good to see. Uh, Cohen Hess has looked pretty good in the front row, like you said um, on the pod a couple of days ago, listening in as a listener this time. So uh, that was interesting. Um, yeah, just give, give him the ball and tell him to run straight, and that's simple enough and easy enough for him to do. So yeah, uh, it's good to, to see it. there. <laughs> yeah, he did that okay. Yeah. Uh, and uh, it's good that Shane Wright and Ben Condon have held this held this edge uh, combination. Shane Wright looks pretty good on an edge. I think he scored a 60 again um, last week, which is, uh, yeah, not too bad. If he, if he can hold that role long-term, he's probably going to be scoring around that mid-50s to 60s mark, just with the amount of tackles he gets uh, alone. Last round against the Bulldogs, he made 45 tackles, nearly 100 metres, so that's 50 base point, 50 plus base points there, so... Um, yeah, looks like a very consistent 50 scorer as long as he holds that edge spot for 80 uh, going forward. Look, I think that's it really from the Cowboys. Uh, Like I said, I've said this a few times, Drinkwater looks like a a decent winger fullback option at his price. Uh, But then again, there's also Ben Hampton, who's also looking like a decent cheapy option. So there's a few winger fullbacks out there that you can pick up this week to to put in so yeah have a have a play around with those you got drink water hampton turbo there's plenty of them there so um the yeah, thing with ben pitch. hampton i'd like to I'd like to just point out i'm not sure if um you know it's going to be relevant or not but ben hampton scores last two weeks he got a 50 odd and a mid 40 score off you know two cowboys pretty dominant performances um where they've actually had a win do you think against you know a, maybe a quality a very good team like the Raiders that Ben Hampton struggles a little bit more he had one try assist last week so no I don't think that he's at 300 and like you said 339k without that try assist last week he still scores 41 points and at that price he's going to be making about 100 to 150k from there so um, even when he has a quiet game like I guess you could say he did against the Sharks he got a 28 um, he's still got a decent amount of tackles and in kick meters. So his base stats are looking good. As long as he can limit the demerits, he'll still get 30 plus most weeks. So I think for his price, he's, and especially in playing in, in the halves with and getting kick meters. Um, I also watched that Sharks game and I'm pretty sure we didn't actually touch the ball. Like that was, yeah. It was just Sharks very get it, score conversion. Sharks get it, yeah. score conversion. So yeah, tough to score. <laughs> Yeah, so I think with the with the form the Cowboys are in at the moment, um, as long as they can maintain it, still looks like he should be scoring 40-plus um, with a couple of attacking stats. And his kick metres over the last two weeks, he got 350 metres kick metres against the Tigers and 250 against the Dogs. So, um, yeah, that's good points right there. That's 15 to 20 points there in kick metres. So keeps that up. Um, yeah, he'll be fine. Good cash cow. Sounds good. Here's with a hot take, Charlie. Uh, so... Want to start off with a thank you so much Please. for the trade for Aikens last week. Really helped me out. Um, <laughs> I hope he serves you well. He hasn't quite yet, but hey, thirty-five gentlemen, gentlemen's thirty-five. He's easing into it. Yeah, sure, okay. But Avarillo um, though. Yeah, did did uh, slightly better. I think 40, <laughs> 42. <laughs> so not not a ton better. Um, I think that 
uh, readers are going to start struggling. Um, hey, is... hey, no, hey. I, I do. I do. Um, I think this shuffle of the roster, it's, it's a lot of changes. <laughs> Um, so I just feel like they're going to start, like, you know, the classic Raiders, like a bit of a losing streak, a bit of a choke. And I just feel like that's about to start happening. Um, and Love if you're <laughs> <laughs> controversial. Um, and I think that, like we were saying before, um, if you've got Matricia, Latrell and um, Puppenhausen out at the moment, Val Holmes is a really good option to pick for your fullback for this week because he's just been a really strong player. And I definitely think he's something that you should consider if you've got the extra cash. And there's free, free points on offer against the Durs defense. So we're on. Exactly. <laughs> was it was it 35 last week? 30 the week before they gave up? Huge. 65 in two weeks, man. If you can't hear that, it's me tutting. Very quiet. <laughs> yeah, very just, quiet all of a sudden. He's processing. We have started a new statement called Wilson Sontag. I just hose all of your teams. This sucks. <laughs> hey, all I'm saying is, is we, you know, a few weeks ago we were at Laughingstock. This week you're only one game ahead of us, so bear that in mind. Oh, that is huge. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. Hey, we, we have the exact same amount of spots in the top eight as you guys do. That's all I'm saying. Ninth and, and 13th, that's all I'm saying. We're both playing finals. Oh, wait, no, we're not. So stop it. Right, before we have a fist fight. <laughs> yeah. I bet Moody's done nothing. I've just been laying into him. It's all preemptive, and the Raiders are going to win by shitload. So, like, yeah, I don't even know what. There's no, nothing good can come of this. Uh, let's move on very quickly. Um, we've got um, we've got the Tigers versus the Sea Eagles. This will be a bit of a cracker of a game, actually. I reckon. Um, Michael Cheekam comes into the centers to replace uh, Asuka Poa. Um, uh, uh, hang on a second here. Yeah, my, uh, Joey Leilua is back, but he's in the reserves. Um, uh, Alex Safarth comes into the interchange. Uh, and then for the Sea Eagles, uh, 1 to 17, if it ain't broke, time fix it. Tommy Turbo's back better than ever. Um, guys, talk me through it. Daniel, do you want to kick us off? Yeah, sure thing. Boy, there's going to be some points in this game. I can see this being a 60-plus points affair. Um, Dane Laurie looking... Uh, I'll just go through the Tigers, I guess, and let Moon deal with the Seagulls. So Laurie's looked like a very good fullback, and I think a lot of people are going to be relying on him to fill the gap that uh, Pappenhausen and Latrell are leaving this week. Uh, I think he's in nearly 50% of teams, so a lot of people have him already, and they're going to be playing him this week as well. Uh, unfortunately, James Roberts has been very um, poor the last couple of weeks. But, I mean, if you've got him in your team, there's no harm. Just chuck him on the emergencies. I'm sure you've got bigger problems this week than trying to trade out James Roberts. Uh, outside of that, Dewey looks like a very good pod at winger fullback, even playing for the halves, in the halves for the Tigers. But uh, as a winger fullback option, looks like a very good pod to have. Um, and if you do have him, you've probably been cheering for the last couple of weeks, scores of around 60 to 70. Uh, very good, especially with the amount of kick meters Dewey's getting, especially he's been doing a lot of the long kicking and Brooks has been doing the kind of kicking in the attacking 20. So um, cheering if you have Dewey for the last couple of weeks. Stefano into the front row last week uh, looks an absolute treat, getting a few more minutes. Not the the points you probably see, but he hasn't scored a try. Um, he didn't score a try, sorry, last week. So. Uh, hopefully you can get a few more meters and make a few more tackles and get around the 45 uh, mark in that starting role. Uh, Simpkin looks an absolute treat of a cash cow this week, uh, playing 80, and even when Mbaya came on, um, still played 80. So 
yeah, if you can get Simpkin and don't have any other bigger issues this week, get him um, this week. He's going to be making a lot of cash over the next few weeks. So, uh, yeah, probably get him. If you didn't get him last week, get him this week, and your last chance to get him is probably next week. So, yeah, get him in. Moon, Manly. Uh, Manly, geez. Um, well, obviously, you know, Tommy Turbo, how good is he? He's looking pretty pretty damn good. Um, and assuming he stays fit, um, he's looking like a potential cut price keeper. I'm still not convinced that he's going to be up there with the likes of um, Pappenhausen and Latrell and, you know, Ponga and Tedesco. Um, but if he starts stringing scores together, you know, much like last week, then... Um, then he'll be, you know, gone the right way to convince me. Um, only at five hundred and three k, I think. So, you know, if um, you need someone to bring in who's, you know, not ridiculously expensive but has a really high ceiling, Tommy Turbo's your man. Uh, especially against the Tigs here, he um could, you know, have a field day. Um, the way they played last week. Um, DCE's putting together some worrying scores. Um. You know, in a team that won thirty six nil, this is what Tom said the other day. In a team that won thirty six nil, he um didn't have a lot of hand in the in the old attacking stats. It was all turbo. Even um Kieran Fawn, I think, almost outscored DCE. So Fozzie, yeah, Fozzie got a forty odd, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I yeah. think so too. So um, business. That's a little worrying for if you're a DCE owner, especially when you're paying the eight hundred K plus for him. Um Yeah, and only probably at thirty six, it's uh, not ideal. Um, so yeah, it's, that's a big decision to make whether I, he's a keeper. Um, so you're probably going to keep him long-term. It's just, you know, frustrating and you ride the roller coaster, I guess. Uh, Lachlan Croker's still making a bit of cash, uh, as he goes on. Um, Josh Schuster's ticking along nicely. He's, you know, up around the 500k mark and is now with Julie. So very handy, um, someone to chuck on your, to have on your bench, you know, Mr. Fix-It, he'll probably become. In a lot of teams, but um, otherwise, that's probably about it for this manly squad. Um, looking forward to this game. I reckon it's going to be an absolute ripper for an early. I think Sunday. so too. Yeah. I think it's going to be a close one. I, I unpopular opinion. I'm going to. I think I'm going to say it's low scoring, and I think the Tigs are going to get the chockies. To be honest, oh, I reckon it's going to be like forty-two to forty or something. Yeah, ridiculous. I know. I know. It, I, I know you could could you could make that argument, but like I just I just thought the way that the fact that the um the the Tigs only gave up. 20 to the bunnies and it took golden point and you know four of those points came in in golden point in, a, in an adam reynolds field goal like i just think i, think I could see, if they can hold out the the bunnies that well i just i don't know i just think they they might be a shout okay yeah cool. that's my thoughts charlie you got a hot take it's actually i'm going against what Lockie just said Ooh, um i think you should drop dce like tom is better he's taking away from the attacking sacks stats of um me or trebojevic <laughs> you obviously, yeah. um, but he's yeah taking away from DC's uh, attacking stacks, and I just don't think he can live up to that price tag. I just think that what is he now? He's seven hundred, seven hundred eighty-four k, and I just don't think he can keep up with that now that Tommy Turbo is back. I'm pretty I sure mean, you just agreed with Mooney. No, he said. No, said hold. Hang on oh, hold! Did I you? said hold. I'm I look. I do. Oh no! I'm Charlie. I'm a hundred percent team Charlie. Look, I understand, understand where you're coming from, but the thing with you can't you don't trade keepers. That's the sort of the rule, the classic. You don't trade keepers because otherwise you start burning through your trades and you're chasing points. What DCA scored a thirty or a forty the other week and then pumped out a ninety-three the next week. So 
Mm. Um, but that was against the Warriors. But now also, <laughs> wait, this is like, against the Tigs. What's your point? <laughs> wait, wait, wait. The Tig, the Tigs. Like I just said, they only gave up twenty to the. I mean, when when not every team is the Cowboys, mate. Not every team is going to score thirty. <laughs> 34. But just in just to compare, um, DCE is pri- was priced where is that coming into this season without Tommy Turbo last year. So he yeah. was picking up a lot of the attacking stats. So I oh, kinda understand share. where Charlie's coming from. I I I like I reckon I'm I'm team Charlie, to be honest. I reckon that's a sell. And I'll also never get over the fact that he went back on that Titans deal. <laughs> oh, huge. And I, I've back. held on to that as like a furious, salty part of Sorry, my life. Sorry, Charlie, you're right. I'm wrong. You are 100% correct. <laughs> I'm just gonna he didn't sign for the Titans six years ago, so he's a dog. <laughs> so I'm going to personal vendetta out against him personally. Oh, yeah. my God. No, I like it. Um, all right, let's get on to... Oh, uh, in, in, sorry, oh, in contrast to that, if Turbo does get injured later in the season, which is highly likely... Um, given his hamstrings, um, DC could become a cut price keeper again. Like, say he mm-hmm. gets a hamstring injury after Origin or something like that. Turbo, um, DC for the run home could be around the 700k, 750k, and could be a cut price keeper at that point as well. One to look out for. Love it, beautiful. Um, all right, let's move on. This is going to be a oh god, we've got a good weekend of footy here. Dragons and Roosters. Mo- Mooney and I were talking about this before the show. It sounds so weird to say. That that the that the dragons are a danger for the for the chooks here this week. Um, it's it's funny to say, but I feel it. I feel an upset. I, for me, for me, the dragons. Um, but uh, basically, for the uh, there's a, there's a, there's a few changes here. Um, for the dragons, Josh Morris was a late. Oh, sorry, Brett Morris was a late out last week, but he's back. Uh, Ikevalu drops out. Sammy Verrills is back. Uh, ben Marshke, uh to the bench. Adam Kieran out of the squad. Victor Radley um, uh, is facing a suspension. Is he fighting it? We we don't know yet, right? Yeah, he's still he's still fighting it, and they're about to hand out their um, their charge. So okay, all right. So we'll let someone's a little up in the air. Um, Warrior Hargraves and Takeaho both good to go for the week, uh, for the, for this game, uh, for the Dragons, Blake Laurie back, uh, into the side, uh, Trent Merrin out of the side, um, uh, Ben Hunt, this will be the one to watch, uh, named amongst the reserves, apparently is a shout to play, uh, Mooney, do you want to kick us off? Yeah, um, would love to, I didn't realize Trent Merrin was out of the squad, actually, that's kind of big, he's not been too bad for the Dragons this year, I must admit, but, um, Look, very excited to see this game, as you said. Um, yeah, look, it's going to be a battle of these backs, I kind of think. Um, yeah, Jack Bird and Zach Lomax in the centres v Josh Morris and Joey Manu. Um, you know, Joey Manu was kind of, you know, ragdolled last week against the Storm. So um, I'm just wondering how much the Dragons, you know, watch that and take away from it and, um, you know, how much they can, you know, how much pressure they can put on these boys, these very two experienced players. Um, I didn't even think about the centers matchup. That's a great shout. That's yeah, very exciting. That is probably the most exciting thing. Oh, Jack Bird's been looking pretty good the last few weeks. He, um, you know, had a few runs where he just broke, you know, a few tackles. And, um, yeah, like he's been pumping a decent scores, Jack Bird. So, um, same as Zach Lomax. So I'm very excited to see some of these um, attacking plays um, from both teams, you know, on, on the outside. So, um, look, if Ben Hunt comes back in, that's a very huge in for the Dragons as well. Um, you know, with their 
you know, preferred halves combo back in Corey Norman and um, Ben Hunt. Um, Andrew McCulloch's been looking good as well, so no doubt he'll rack up bulk tackles as the usual. Um, you know, probably the rest have been a little uh, irrelevant. Josh Maguire back in the new team. Um, you know, he's pumped out of, I think, 40, mid-40s on last week, so... Yeah, you know, got good minutes too. Yeah, and um, people like Daniel Alvaro and Fumayano didn't really alter their minutes with um, yeah, Josh 45 McGuire and playing. 57 minutes he got. Yeah, so that's good for him. Oh, probably not going to have him in your, in your classic team. It'd be a very big point of difference um, to have him in, but, you know, each to their own. Daniel Alvaro is still ticking along nicely as well. So that's yeah. really for the Dragons, I'd say. Um, All I'm saying, Josh Maguire, move squads, Cowboys win, Dragons lose. So I'm saying, unlucky moose, enjoy, enjoy, enjoy mediocrity. <laughs> We're on the uh, rise. We're going to the moon, and you are copping L's. So enjoy that, Josh. He definitely played a lot better than he was for the Cowboys, um, for the Dragons this week. Um, but we'll see if that uh, keeps going. Anyway, for the for the Roosters, um, Sam Walker had a a pretty poor performance last game. Um, unfortunately, scored around the twenty mark. So. Hoping for him to bounce back this week. Still um, has a pretty low break even. Still going to be a cash cow for the coming weeks and doing most for the Roosters. Uh, but uh, yeah, it seems like he does... Um, if he doesn't take control of the game, like he did in the last 10 minutes two weeks ago and then failed to do last week, he generally needs to get control of the game and control the squad to get points and you know get those try assists and um, kick meters that he... Uh, gets all his points from, so hopefully he can get take more control of the team uh, in this game. Um, interesting if Victor Radley does play and start there. It'll be interesting to see how Marshke comes in with Verils um, straight into the starting team. I'm assuming Marshke's going to just sub straight with Verils, but um, who knows how much um, game time Verils has got at training over the last couple of weeks. He could be a cheeky um, option to be playing 80 this week and a, a good pickup if you um, want to go for another cash cow. He's basement price ferals, so uh, should definitely be scoring in the 40s to 50 mark, um, let alone higher if he gets the full 80. So uh, one to look out for there. Outside of that, it's basically your normal team here for the Roosters. James Tedesco, he's lost a lot of cash and is losing cash fast at the moment, which is really good to see. You're not going to sell him if you have him, but for everyone that doesn't have him, his break-even's up around the 80 mark this week. So hoping that he doesn't get that and his his um, price will drop down closer to 700, I think. Does anyone happen to have their his price in front of them? He is 750, 750-odd. I think he lost 56K last week. Um, let me have oh, a look. I'll love that. Look. Oh, I've got it here. 744k currently, so break even of 86. So if he has another poor performance, he could be down amongst 700k and is definitely a buy at that point. Um, in saying that, he could come out and score a 90. So um, you know you've got to make a pretty hard decision on when to pick up Tedesco. He could easily hit his break even this week as well. So um, Tedesco one two either buy this week or in the coming weeks because his price is uh, getting very low at the moment and yeah he's an absolute must have um, in just every year in fantasy really um, I know that like clear is the obvious one to you must have at some point this year definitely sooner rather than later but same goes for Tedesco he can um, score I mean honestly scores. with James Tedesco um, there's never a bad time to bring in if you can afford him. 
bring him in. Um, yep. is is my opinion. So, you know, if yep. uh, if you can afford him yeah. this week, I would absolutely bring him in. Doesn't matter if he loses a bit of cash. You know, he'll probably he might still score a fifty and lose cash. So, you know, I'd absolutely take that. In a, in a week where everyone's struggling with wing or fullbacks, if you have James Tedesco, it might put you a tier above the others. So, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, so I guess a question for you boys, um, and Charlie, what are your thoughts with, uh, so if Radley, I don't know, is there any news on what happened to Radley yet? No, no I just had a look, still... nothing. Okay. So if Radley doesn't play, um, what do you think the rotation is going to be like? Do we, do we think Isaac Lou moves to lock? Cause I don't yeah, he'll start at lock. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So then, like Collins or Warrior Hargreaves comes in. So, do we think Verrills is a must-have as well? Like, there's so many different combinations here for the Roosters. I don't know how many minutes some of these forwards and like Verrills are going to get. I think Verrills is almost um, must-have anyways. Two forty-six k. I think I think you got to have him in your side to be honest. Hundred percent. If you can. Yeah. Look, even if he, he's what two hundred and forty-six k, I think someone said, and um, you know, he's even. Even if he plays, you know, let's say he plays forty minutes, he's still going to make a bit of money. Um, he's going to yeah. break even in the middle as well. The, yeah, his break even is going to be around the twenty-ish, if not a little bit more. Um, he's going to score, I'd say, around the thirties. Um, if he plays twenty on the minutes he plays, he might play. You know, the Roosters have been lacking around the middle, so I dare say that he almost plays sixty and Marshke plays uh, twenty. Marshke hasn't been bad, but you know they certainly missed Verrills, so. Um, I reckon it'll be a 60-20 rotation and Verrills could be scoring around the 40 if he plays those sorts of They reckon break-even about 19 is the one that I've got. Daniel might have a different break-even. No, that's right. Yep. Beauty. Beautiful. Everyone, so, like, basement price, you're around 18 to 19 of a break-even. I think that you can afford to bring him. You can bring him in this week and bring him in next week. Um, Verrills, I think he'll be a good good option to have and um, could be a handy scoring reserve, you know, always as hookers always are. Yeah, 100%. Um, Charlie, got a hot take? I, oh, I just really excited that Ben Hunt's back. Like, he that got injured, and he was, like my, he was my second pick in draft, and he got injured. And But he's just a really great player, and he's just kind of good. Especially, like, when he broke his leg, I was like, oh, Jesus, that's going to be... Apparently, the mail is he's a good chance to play this week. They reckon he's yeah. a very, very good chance. So I'm, I'm very excited. I've got him in two draft leagues myself, so I'm very excited if he like comes, him. if he's back. And I think it yeah. makes the Dragons that much better. I reckon they're a genuine danger for the Roosters this week. Yeah, I agree. if he does, I mean, Anzac Day game, he should probably, well, hopefully. Yeah, and it's and it's on the Sunday as well, so he's got an extra couple of days to get ready. It's been what five weeks now. This will be the fifth. Oh, week, not that long. It's only been like three weeks, hasn't it? Has it? I thought it was, yeah. thought it was a little longer. Okay, fair enough. I thought, yeah, enough. I just thought it was a little longer than that. I thought this was like the fourth or fifth week. And also, Victor Radley kind of looks like Billy Slater. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> wow. a no, no, seriously. Like, yeah. Has a couple of pictures. Not the all of them. Some, takes. Um, oh. But some of the pictures, you're like, that similar. This, this is the fourth reached. week, by the way. This is the fourth week oh, of that one. Oh, what is it? What is it? Radley oh, has God. been successful in getting the careless high tackle charge downgraded, only a fine, so he will be playing this week. There you go. <laughs> yeah, I was reading oh. it. They were saying um, that... Uncle Nick looking after them, everyone. <laughs> Uncle Nick Politis. Brown paper bags get the job done again. All right. <laughs> it's not corrupt. It's not corrupt at all. Um, look, I'm going to push past that one. Uh, let's get into... that. That is big, though, actually. That's yeah, good for okay. Roosters. They probably yeah, need him there, really. Yeah, it's massive. That's massive. Um, 
All right, let's go to the final game of the round. Yep, Storm and the Warriors. Um, a bit of a staple, this game. It seems to be Storm versus Warriors on Anzac Day. Uh, some bad news, some bad, bad news. Lil Papi, he's out. He's out this week. The flying mullet, he's gone. Uh, Nico Hines comes into uh, the side uh, playing fullback. Um, Dale Finucane, uh back into the 17. Um, let's have a look here. What are the other changes? Um, uh, Kamika Mitha and Nas swap again. Um, Nelson named to start at lock, but that's been sort of choppy and changey there. Um, otherwise, that's... Uh, Harry Grant named on the interchange bench as well again. Um, and then for the Warriors, um, Peter Hiku, Gornski's dislocated his shoulder in his return game, unfortunately. Um, Pompey out with an ankle. Uh, Fusatua comes back in uh, after a hammy injury. Uh, Marcelo Montoya into the centers. Um, Jack Murchie um, uh, is also named at center, so that's a bit of a new one. Uh, Bailey Sirenin onto the bench. Uh, Paul Turner out this week as well. Um, and then the the, the exciting one is that apparently uh, Reese Walsh uh, has been named on the extended bench. So it'll be exciting to see. I, I don't know if he cracks the side or whatever, but it'll be exciting if he does get a get a little call up there. Um, otherwise, that's the uh, those are the teams, guys. Um, Daniel, do you want to kick us off? Final game of the round. Yeah, sure thing. So. Uh, very disappointing with Pappenhausen out. Um, keep making a lot of teams reshuffle their wing of fullbacks, including myself. Uh, Nico Hines uh, for the Storm is basically um, as good as uh, having Pappenhausen there. Is very consistent. Probably not as fast, but definitely um, good for the Storm that they can find a pretty much or almost like-for-like like replacement there at fullback. Hines is pretty handy to have as well. Um, for the Storm. So uh, very interesting to see Harry Grant didn't crack um, the number nine jersey considering how good he was last week. I think that'll be um, interesting to see how that plays out in this game, whether he gets more minutes or if it's a similar role off the bench. Um, but what it looked like was he went into the number nine role and Brendan Smith uh, moved to the lock, which didn't hurt Brendan Smith scoring at all. He got on with it and I think he got a mid-60s score. What was that? What he got last round? So... Yeah. Um, yeah, look, we all called him as a sell, but looks like if he can keep that rotation um, for the next couple of weeks, looks like he can still make a bit more cash for people that still might have him. Um, but I expect in the next couple of rounds, at some point in time, Harry Grant's going to be fit enough to take that 80-minute roll off him, and I think he's going to be the future there for the Storm. So they'll hopefully give him, or most likely give him, the reins to the number nine jersey um, sooner rather than later and expect Brendan Smith to go back to the bench or even... I mean, possibly start at lock, but it uh, might be a wait and see first for, for Brendan Smith. Um, outside of that, I think the scores have been pretty much the same. Jerome Hughes uh, had a big score last week. I think it was Hughes, right? Um, yeah, Hughes had a monster 85, score last 85. week. Yeah, oh, yeah. I think that seems to be the case for the for the Storm. It's either Hughes or Munster get a big score. Money, money pulled in with 60, 60, what did he get? 60, 69? Nice. 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 Okay, yeah, so <laughs> they both got good scores last week, but I don't expect Munster to keep scoring that high. His average is quite good at the moment, um, around the 60 mark, but uh, very up and down with his scores between a between a 50 to a as high as he's an 80. offloading a lot this year. I think that's where a lot of his – he's doing – he's throwing a lot of offloads. He's just able to stand in the tackle and throw it out the back, so it's not he like – He threw five last round, but before that he barely threw any, to be fair. Yeah. Oh, okay. 
Um, well, yeah, yeah. Like last week was just bulk offloads. Yeah, he got um, no attacking stats at all last week. All his points came from tackle busts and offloads. Really, he had yeah. very low kick meters. He had a uh, very low amount of tackles. Um, no attacking stats. All his scores came from tackle busts and offloads. It is tough so, with Munster because optically he'll look like he's killing it, but then you look at the fantasy and you're like, what's doing? Yeah, his stats. <laughs> uh, yeah, stats don't lie. So. Um, yeah, he's very lucky to get a 69 last week, considering um, yeah, nice. no attacking stats. So, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't think long-term Munster's an option, but, I mean, if you've got faith that he can be consistently scoring around the 60 mark, then by all means keep him. But I feel like you're better off moving to someone, to a half that gets a few more base stats in terms of kick meters and, um, you know, attacking stats, someone like a Mitch Moses. Um, so, yeah. Keep that in mind as well going forward. Looks like Jerome Hughes is doing a lot more of the kicking at the Storm anyway. So, yeah. Moon? Yeah. Um, a lot of actually exciting prospects in this Warriors team. Um, look, I think um, Roger Tovarsacek still floating around the 650 mark and is still scoring pretty nicely. Probably a tier below. Oh, geez, that's hard to say. I'd, probably a tier below the Tedesco, Puppies, you know, Pongers for mine. But Jesus looking good. He scored a 60, or 69 almost, I think, as well last week. Um, looks good. Um, nice. Yeah, very nice. Jack Murchie in the centres is very interesting. Don't know how that's going to go um, against you know the likes of Justin Allen if he lines up against him. Um, that's the one that stood out to me as well, Moon. I'm with you. That's, gonna, that's yeah. a funky one. He's up against Remus Smith, I believe. Oh, okay. That's maybe a little bit different. Um, oh, Jack Murchie scoring a hat trick then. <laughs> yeah, yeah cop that Dunham. Yeah. Um, so who else we got? Sean O'Sullivan had a oh, had a very um lousy game last week. I think he bounces back though. He had like sixteen points and demerits at least just in errors and tackle and um missed tackles. So yeah, keep putting his hands on bloody people as they're scoring a trial. Like, what are you doing? Get out of the way. Yeah, so I th- I think he bounces back. Um I hope he bounces back, but no, he'll be right. He'll bounce back. It's fine. Yeah, it's fine. I, I would think so. It, it, but purely on kick meters and whatnot as well, playing against the yeah. storm. Yeah, I think so. They're going to, you know, maybe a few attacking stats here and there. Um, you know, maybe snags a, a sneaky meat pie. So hopefully. The other big uh, outing of last week's um, Warriors game was Josh Curran. Um, currently priced at like 296, I think. He smashed out a 66 and looked good. Um, bulk tackles, so didn't really do anything attacking wise. So, if he holds a spot and is you know plays eighty minutes there, which is probably the big the the big concern, um, then I think he looks excellent as a cash cow. Um, look with their rotations this week, I think he probably plays eighty. Um, I think Bailey Siren and Sops with uh, Murdoch Masila. Um, oh, actually, no, I might be rethinking that. Dastavanga, Bunty, Foulis, Namau. Probably start with Janelle Brown, Kane Evans, and yeah, who knows? We'll wait and see. But um, look, if Josh Curran can play 80, I love that as a cash gal option. Um, yeah, good shout. But wait and see. Otherwise, yeah, I don't know that Reese Walsh will get a run. Um, you know, and if it does, then that helps helps Josh play. He's a um, very handsome human, just quietly. If anyone do yourselves a favor, get on Reese Walsh's Instagram. Absolute sort. <laughs> he probably don't, uh probably don't. takes the 18, right? I'm, I'm, Reece Walsh. Uh, what do you mean? I thought you were saying oh, is he eighteen? I was like, oh, I think man. so. No, I think, I, I, think I, I think I can. I think I can sexualize him. I'm pretty sure he's eighteen. Eighteenth <laughs> <laughs> man. Um, yeah, don't know. I don't know who 
anything about Rocco Berry. Um, it depends what they're sort of looking for here. The Warriors, if they need, you know, the injection of a of an 18th man, whether they want someone to go, you know, pure defense or whether they just need someone to maybe split the game open a little bit, maybe, you know, some pace. I don't know, maybe. We'll wait and see. They've got a bench full of forwards, so I don't know how much uh, um, def- more defense they need, right? True. No, at least not now. I'd stick them on the wing. Speed edge. <laughs> well, if that. they're trying to convince everyone every week that Ben Murdoch Masil is a back rower, then <laughs> <laughs> they keep naming it as an edge. I'm like, that is the that is the widest second rower I've ever seen, <laughs> and somehow is still scoring tries. I just he's just killer. I don't get it. it. Just doesn't make any sense. You just look at him. You look you look at Sean Lane, and then you look at Ben Murdoch Masil. You're like, yeah, those guys play the same position. That's what Lot's doing. Um, Charlie, you got a hot take. Uh, well, I mean, I now agree with Lockie. Um, Josh Curran, he's such a great pickup. He scored, yeah, like I said, 66, played 80. He's only 292k at the moment. He's probably going to play for the rest of the season. That's how I feel at the moment. Hot take. Um, so I think, yeah, it's a really great pickup for um, the Warriors. And he looked good in that um, Indigenous right. All-Star game, didn't he, yeah. Josh Curran? He played really well. Um, surprising yeah, he didn't did. get a start in the squad from round one. Well, Eli Katoa has got to come back into this squad yeah, so what happens there when he's fit? He he he's injured. He just get dropped, right? I thought he got dropped. I didn't think he was injured. Oh, I oh, thought he was dropping as well. Oh, I oh, might yeah. be feeling silly now. Hang on, I can uh, I can confirm. Give me thirty seconds. Yeah, yeah it could be my time. bad. But if Eli Katoa comes just back, talk, talk amongst yeah. yourselves. Oh, well, could like... be interesting there. <laughs> yeah, he's been he's been dropped to reserve grade. Yeah, there you go. Okay, there you go. My apologies, Josh Curran is keeping his spot. Thanks, Charlie. Beauty. No problem. But as long as uh, I know things. <laughs> I mean, if Josh Curran keeps playing well, like he played really well last week, um, you would think that if Katoa fixes up his game and gets back into the squad, they move someone like like Murdoch Masilla maybe into the front row, like you've been saying, because he did play a lot of his football there when he wasn't in NRL. So and he's up- massive. <laughs> yeah. He's got quads like tree trunks. <laughs> Get him into the front row. So does David Fafida, and he's playing on an edge. Yeah, but for Fleeter, he's lean up top. He has to work as well, to be fair. <laughs> yeah. Ben Murdoch Masilla is about as subtle as a brick through a window, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> Huge. Like, there's, a, there's, a, there's a bit of nuance to Fafita's game. You saw the gissy that he threw when he, when he <laughs> broke the line. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. They are not playing the same position. They're different. I don't get it. Um, yeah, fair. Uh, look, let's get to everyone's favorite part of the show: buy, sell, and hold. You know what, Mooney? I'm going to throw to you first. Oh, actually, you know what? No, no, Daniel. Daniel, you can you can go first. Actually, thank you. I, I yeah. do I do appreciate that. Daniel, you can go first. Uh, my buy for round seven will be uh, Turbo. I think he is a must-have in your squad after just how much of a. a impact he had for Manly. Look, Manly didn't look like they were going to win a game um, and he comes into the squad, literally no other changes and he has made them put 30 plus points on the Titans who have been red hot to start the season. Yes, hot and cold, but given their forward pack with Fafida and Tino and Peachy playing through the middle as well. um, Yeah, surprised that they didn't put some sort of points on them. So uh, yeah, he just changed that squad completely. <laughs> Excuse me. Um, so yeah, Turbo's my buy. My hold is Crichton. He had a rough uh, game against the Storm. They looked pretty dominant. He only scored a 38, I think. Um, so 
I would be holding on to him. He's a long-term keeper, so don't worry about that. His scores will go up and down throughout the season, but he'll probably average around that 60 to 70 mark in anywhere in between there. And my sell is big old Tino. Charlie gave me a revving earlier. So, um, yeah, Tino, sorry, mate. Um, out for the next two weeks, suspended. And even with 60-odd minutes in the front row last week, could only muster, especially with Manly attacking them constantly, could only muster a 33 with very minimal tackles and metres. So, yep, he's my sell. Yep. Uh, Mooney hit us. Grace is with your buy, sell, and hold. Radio. Um, my buy. I'm going to go a little bit of a different direction, and um, he's he's expensive. Um, you know, norm compared to most of our buys, but um, James Tedesco. He's the cheapest he's been all season. Um, seven forty four or something. Someone said so. I think that is a red hot purchase if you can um, get him in. He's yeah. He's owned by heap of teams, but you know, for all the people who you know had that lorry. Uh, Papi Latrell combo. Um, Tedesco is going to be, you know, a big, um, you know, having in this this week. So I think uh, here's my here's my buy. My hold is uh, Sean O'Sullivan. Uh, just had a rough week. He'll he'll bounce back. And my sell. Look, I honestly originally had uh, Paddy Carrigan as a sell, but um, with the signing of Danny Levi and straight back into this team, um, I think Carrigan's minutes go up, as we've said. So. Um, I'm just going to go um, Milford. Milford, I know a few people would have held him, um, but I don't think he gets back to the squad. And that's 500 casing on your bench that can be upgraded to someone like your Tedesco if you have a, if you can downgrade someone else or have the spare cash. So is, it, is he only 500k, Moon? I, th- I thought he, I thought he was 800k this year. I thought he was making 400k. Well, look, well, he's got to come. He'll come back <laughs> later in the season and make a, make a cool 300k. But you know, I can't. You don't. Wait. You don't. Yeah. Yeah. No, I feel you. No, that's fair enough. Um. All right. So that that's your buy sell hold. Beauty? That's my buy hold sell. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Buy hold sell. I've got uh, my my buy is Sammy Verrills this week. I just saw him coming back in hook and I just thought that's juicy as because he'll play there for the rest of the year. He'll start. I don't know what the one minute situation looks like, but uh, yeah, I reckon I reckon he starts. And then um, uh, my hold is uh, Momorowski. He's got he's out for three weeks, but I reckon hold him. Um, I reckon he comes back in, um, and we'll do bits. Uh, and then also along that is Latrell as well. So I had those two as the suspension, the fellas at cop suspensions this week, uh, were my holds. Uh, and then my sell, yeah, Tino for me, just yuck, get rid of him. Um, he was, he was, I actually sold him as well this week. So yeah, he was my, oh, as well as, as well as, um, Jacob Little as well. But uh, I don't know if anyone would have kept him anyway after last week. Mm-hmm. Um, but though, yeah, those were those were my big ones. Charlie, did you have a buy sell and hold at all? I certainly do. So my oh, buy right. this week is uh, Josh Curran. I just I feel it like you've got to just got to do it cheap. Why not try it? Um, my hold is okay. So this is a personal thing because I have Matt Moylan, and and yes. and I just feel like <laughs> it has to go up, right? Yes. Charlie, so, speak so. into existence. Here we go. <laughs> I just looked, because I was like, I should get rid of him. And then I was like, no, 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 I'm going to keep him next week. You know what? If if I'm wrong, I apologize. But it's my hold. Um, And then also, in a more serious thing, Luttrell. Just because I think that if even if he is out for four weeks, it's not that long. Um, Like we said, we spoke about before, uh, if you've got more than 30 trades, why not go for it? But if you don't, this is just not worth a trade that you're going to have to end up trading back into your team. Uh, and then my sell is obviously, I think I made it very clear today, Tino, get 
get rid of him. There you go. Appreciate that. That's no, three on the Tino fair. train this week. <laughs> Tino. Am I right, everybody? Oh, God. <laughs> Nailed it. Hey. No, that landed. That landed. <laughs> it was perfect. Really, I loved it. All, thank you, Charlie. <laughs> Seriously, can we have Charlie every episode? Gee whiz. Um, I'm a high fan. 100%. Um, Look, that's that's all we've got for the teamless Tuesday. The one the one thing I do want to touch on is uh, is all that we've had a few uh, dual position upgrades. So I'll just run through those quickly. Um, so we've had uh, Kalon Matangi uh, has been upgraded to a middle and an edge. Adam Dewey, winger fullback and a half. Joshy Schuster, half and an edge. Stephen Crichton, center and a winger fullback. Uh, Nia Kore, edge and a center. Uh, Papa Lee, oh, Isaiah Papa Lee, that is. Uh, middle and an edge. Matty Burton is a half and a centre, and uh, Kennelly Lemuelu uh, is a winger fullback and a centre. Is that exciting, anyone? Oh, look, that that Dewey winger fullback half combination DPP is pretty big, I think. So having him um, in your winger fullbacks, especially scoring, what he's a, I think his average is around 60 at the moment, so especially with that kind of an average is pretty big already, and being able to use him in the halves is even better. Um but yeah, I think he's probably the big one, and even Papali, God, middle and edge, huge, doing bits yeah. of Parramatta. So Josh yeah. issues stuff for me. Yeah, hundred. That was mine as well. Yeah, he's he, um, he'll be a sell eventually, right? Schuster, what do you what do you reckon? Do you reckon keep him long term, or he's surely an upgrade eventually? Uh yeah, if I can, I will probably. He'll probably cash it, but um, top out and cash around six fifty. Ah, uh, yeah, the way he's going, he's averaging fifty two at the moment. To keep in mind, so yeah. Um, Fair enough. I've got I've got a question for you guys. Who's top scoring this week, Mooney? I'll get your I'll get your prediction. Who's top scoring? Oh boy, Caleb um, <laughs> Atkins against the against the Cows. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Jokes on you because I love that prediction. That was actually going to be mine, you snake. <laughs> no, I'm just playing. Um, yeah, you know what? I'm going to steer into the skid and stick with it. All right, Beauty Daniel, what do you reckon? Who's top scoring? Jeez, you've caught me off guard here. I haven't really had a look at... Um, In a fantasy show. I completely forgot that this was going to be a question because this is what we do every week. Um, I would say Cleary is the cheat code, but um, I'm going to go with Dewey. I think there's going to be points in this Tigers-Manly game, and I think Dewey's going to be up there. Plenty of attacking stats for him. That is a massive call. Charlie, who do you reckon who's top scoring? I think Ponga. Oh, that's a great shout. Yeah, I like that. Thank you. Um, I'm going to go... Oh, this is... Yeah, actually, you know what? I, I was going to say Ponga as well, but I'm... Uh, I don't want to copycat. Um, let's say against the Broncos, realistically, I think Mitch Moses could be in for a field day, so I'll say Mitchie Moses. Love that. Yeah, beauty. Oh. Great work, guys. Lovely work. Should be an absolute cracker weekend of footy, so let's all get around today. You can't okay. wait. Cheers. Thanks, guys. Thanks, mate. See ya. See you, guys. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Fantasy Footy Brains podcast. Look out for our Round 7 review coming next week.